I'm Jordan. And I'm Rosanna. And on this podcast, we explore how to take life off autopilot and relentlessly pursue a life worth living together. together. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Relentless Pursuit podcast. Today's title is How Scheduling the Things That Matter Change Our Lives. And that's uh, kind of a big title, a big promise in that. Um, what we want to talk about is not just about scheduling. I think scheduling sounds kind of trite, kind of perfunctory, like we all have a calendar, we all schedule things to some extent. But what we're talking about specifically is um, making sure that we are very intentional and very conscious about what we are choosing to put on that schedule and specifically scheduling values into our days and into our weeks and not just commitments, not just uh, kind of -of run-of-the-mill daily predictable kinds of things that are going to happen one way or another. Yeah, you might have heard the phrase that the days are long, but the years are short. And so it seems like our days are busy with um, whether it's work or kids or, you know, even extended family and community commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, or but, just like housework or, you know, some day-to-day responsibilities that fill in the gaps. But then when you look back at the year, what you find is that it's passed you by and maybe you didn't find room for those things that you say mattered. Mm-hmm. And so today is really all about um, not just filling your days with the predictable things, the things that you have to do or that you should do to keep your house running smoothly or um, your work commitments or even your kids' sports schedules. But it's really looking at the values that you personally find important to you, um, that you and your spouse find important, and what your family finds important. Mm-hmm. As I think that's the challenge is how do we how do we get to those things? Because there's I think a lot of things that we'd say like if I only had the time. And one question I've asked myself is what would I do if I had two hours more every day? Like we all want more time. We can't make more time. So how do we make some space for the things that really do matter to us? We want to continue to give attention to. And that's actually something that we asked ourselves this past year is mm-hmm. if we had two more hours in the day, what would we fill our time with? And it wasn't that we added two more hours to our day, but we started orienting, (laughs) orienting, thank you, orienting our day in such a way that we found those two hours within the scope of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So we want to give you some examples of some things that we're talking about, some things that uh, Rosanna and I have tried that have worked. Um, And there's, there's other things that we've tried that, that haven't always worked as well. But I think the important thing is, is trying and and realizing what matters and making some space for that. So um, one example that uh, we kicked off, I think it was back last October, last November was um, we, we didn't really come up with a name for it. It's Monday nights. And one of the things we recognized was that we could go through an entire week and most of our conversations were, uh, okay, like you're going to take this kid to this practice on this night and I've got this commitment on this other night and, and just kind of that management kind of conversation. And we really wanted to spend more quality time together and have like actual conversations. And we didn't want to wait for an opportunity to like go on a date night where, you know, we get the babysitter, uh, whoever that may be. And then we, we escape to, uh, you know, a bar and finally sit down with the drinks. And uh, we just wanted to make time for something of a little bit more quality. 
Um, so what we decided to do was that on Monday nights, we at nine o'clock after all of our kids went to bed, we would sit down on the couch or at the table. And as though it were a date night and we were somewhere more impressive, um, we would take probably anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour each week and uh, really just use that as a time to connect. And um, I think I started, there's even like a, a script that I started. Remember those questions or yes. those sentence starters at the beginning? We didn't always stick with that. Um, but that was one thing that we scheduled. And I literally wrote it down on the calendar, JNR time, nine o'clock Monday night on our calendar. And that way we knew that this was something that was scheduled. And there's was, was never a question of, hey, what are we doing Monday night? Are we going to, you know, flick on the TV until we can't keep our eyes open? Are we going to, you know, work? And we knew the answer to that was no. The answer was already filled in for us that we would be spending that time together. And it almost seems silly that we would have to do that, but right, it it seems obnoxious, right? Like, <laughs> oh, we can only spend time together on Monday nights at nine o'clock. But what was good about that was that we intentionally looked at our schedule um, and our calendars and thought, you know, Monday nights are pretty open, mm-hmm. and so instead of trying to find time where we don't have it let's look at where we do have some time Mm -hmm. and let's build in something that matters Mm -hmm. and for us it was our relationship that like now four kids in you know they're from ages 10 to 2 it life is busy so like Mm -hmm. how do we continue to connect just past handing kids off to one another or you know running out with friends or whatever Mm -hmm. the situation may be it's how do we dig in and it's not just a like a fleeting conversation about what we need from costco Mm -hmm. um and so that's why those i think those um sentence starters is what we started with because it's like okay well how do you how do you like kind of like Mm -hmm. take a step back and slow down and like dig in with each other and so I think, I mean, one of the sentence starters was I'm really excited about, Mm -hmm. or right now I'm not so feeling great with, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just sharing things we're excited about, sharing things that we were unsure about or scared about. And it just gives another level of vulnerability within our relationship where we get to that, that point where, yeah, we're friends and we're, we're together and and we Mm want to be together and, and we need that to continue to build into each other. Right. So it's, I mean, and, and that wasn't the only time that we spent talking to one another uh, throughout the week, but it was certainly a reliable time that we can do. Uh, another example was something we started a few summers ago. Um, I didn't have to work on Fridays, or didn't have to work on Fridays typically. And so we set Fridays aside during the summer as family fun Fridays, is what we eventually called it. These are pretty famous with our friends because my friends even ask me, oh, it's Friday. It's oh, summer. What are we doing for what's, family what's fun family Friday? What's family fun Friday? What's Sounds... going on this week? Like, let me steal that idea so I can do it next week with my family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's nothing extraordinary, but it was a, a day like spending some quality time and making memories with our kids while they're at this age was uh, another value that we wanted to uh, make sure that we pursued. And summers are, are filled with fun, and we were doing a lot of fun family things throughout the summer in particular. But uh, Fridays, we especially set aside to go and I would I would say like go make a memory, go do something that we would really only do probably that one time during the year. And uh, so we can um, describe these, I think, uh, maybe a little bit more in a future conversation or blog post. But in general, we set aside probably, I would say, like 10 Fridays throughout the summer, one after another, to go and just do something that was a little bit different. But the the uh, catch with that was that we weren't 
right? I think the perk of that was that there there were no screens involved. We weren't you know watching movies or attached to our phones during that time. Um, it was just a chance to really get away from any other distractions and go enjoy something as a as a family unit. And I think part of that was it was intentional time to get away from that feeling of surviving as a family, like Mm -hmm. trying to entertain them all summer long or trying to keep everybody happy, but really was rooted in us thriving as a family, that we were all together having fun. We'd let the kids help us come up with the list of activities, Mm -hmm. and then we'd kind of schedule them on the calendar based on like availability and, you know, even weather and all of that. But it was, it was a time that we were all just like thriving. We were happy. We were our best selves knowing that like we were together and we were in it. Mm -hmm. And the kids look back on those things even now from last year and love them. And, you know, as we continue into this year too, obviously things are a little bit different, a little more limited. Um, but it, it's really just like that purpose of our kids are important to us. So is our time with them. So how do we make not every day the same? Mm-hmm. Um, we have several more examples here. Uh, we, we did uh, scheduled summer date nights uh, last year, which uh, we really liked. Um, we have morning routines. We could probably do a whole show just on morning routines and kind of what that's done for us. Um, but with, one thing I wanted to talk about, too, was um, this was especially important um, for me, like the way it was facilitated, but Saturday morning work times. Um I have, and Rosanna can attest to this, uh, that I have always like little things that I'm working on and they might be directly connected to a working career. They might be, um, just kind of little pet projects or, or hobbies or kind of side gigs or whatever. And, um, I enjoy just getting an opportunity to work on those. And so, uh, again, not too long ago, um, we decided that Saturday mornings, I'm a pretty early riser. So as early as I wanted to on Saturday mornings, I can, um, leave the house and I would usually end up at Starbucks, uh, and just spend a few hours there, like giving whatever was on my mind, some, uh, attention, a few hours of attention. And it'd probably be home by like nine or 10 o'clock and then would enjoy the rest of the day. Um, but that was very helpful uh, for me when um, you know you helped facilitate that because I had a, kind of this itch to be working on some of these these things and I would be able to have the space that I could comfortably focus on that without feeling like it was intruding on anything else that we wanted to focus on. And I know you you even said this to me at the time, like, oh, I'm so thankful that I was able to get out this morning for three or four hours and take care of this almost as if it was like a hardship for me. And it never felt like that. You just had communicated this need that you had to work on some of these projects on a Saturday morning. And that was something that I could easily help facilitate. I'm at home in the morning with the kids. You know, we go through the morning routine of getting ready and breakfast and cleaning up and, you know, whatever it is that we needed to do. When he came back, he was happy. He was fulfilled. And he didn't kind of have that weight on his shoulder of something that, you know, he wanted to be doing that he's thinking about, like, it's Saturday at four o'clock that he's never gotten to. And now he's feeling a little resentful. And now he's not enjoying me or the kids as much as he needed. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was a good feeling that, like, he could feel productive. He could feel supported. He could feel like he had the freedom in his life to be who he wanted to be and accomplish something Mm -hmm. as long as I could help him. And so, I mean, you know... Three out of four weeks, you know, for the most part, probably four out of four, you could go. And Mm -hmm. then if I had something that didn't allow it, then we worked around it and maybe switched it to Sunday afternoon or Mm -hmm. Friday night or whatever it was. But I think it was all about you looking at what you needed and communicating that and then us finding a spot Mm -hmm. in the square on the calendar. 
Um, so we have a few other examples too. Uh, one is you know how we've, we've chosen to make time for uh, friends and make sure that that was something that we were you know trying to focus on. Um, family dinners is another one that I think well you have a great blog post about and um, I think we can uh, talk through a little bit more even just in general like family traditions. I think we've developed quite a few of ours um, just over the last few years and um, you know those are some things to look forward to usually more annually as well. Um, so all of those are just examples, just to give you a little bit of a flavor of what we mean when we're talking about scheduling things that are valuable to us. So if we were to really talk about what our, our values are, um, hopefully you can hear some of our hearts in these conversations where we value our relationship with each other, we value our role as parents, we value our other family relationships, our relationships with our, our friends, our careers, uh, ourselves, and you know, we can't, I don't think we can feasibly pay attention to all of those things all of the time and feel like we're doing well. Um, but we recognize that if we don't pay attention to any of them, then a, an entire year may pass us by or more. And we realize that we're, we're not living up to some of those values as much as we would like. And I think part of that is knowing we have to figure out what works and what fits now and then reassess along the way. Where we're at now is very different than where we were three years ago. Mm -hmm. And so what we've chosen to pursue and how to pursue it has changed even in those three years. So it's not something that you're locked into forever. It's just something that you have to, once you get to a point, you're thinking, okay, something's not working or we need to reassess our values and what's important, then you make that shift. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing too is that we're all always going to be busy. We just live in a time and in a place where we're going to be busy, but mm -hmm. instead of wearing our badge of busyness, mm -hmm. we look at what's important and reassess and kind of reprioritize what we really need to or should be doing. Right. And I, I think it's important to distinguish too, that these are not productivity hacks. This doesn't make us more efficient. Uh, and I, I don't want to, you know, misrepresent it in that way. This is really about, um, you know, making sure that we're building in specific space and, and time for the things that we really do want to continue to invest in. Okay. So let's talk about what this has done for us. What has this so, done for us? Not just scheduling things, but scheduling the things that matter and how that's helped kind of change our lives. Mm -hmm. Just, we feel more positive, right? And we just feel like life is full and we're getting what we want out of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think the first thing is that we can count on something important taking place. Yeah. So if we look at our it's Monday nights happen. together, it's like, I can count on that. Like I get to be with you on Monday nights. And then that's something that I look forward to. Yeah. It's something that I treasure and it's something that is, is important to me. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that's part of it with our kids, with family dinners, they know that that's going to happen at five 30, most nights of the week. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a place where they can trust that we're all going to be together. They can share what's on their mind. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, that just, that breeds they trust. Laugh. They can sing and dance. Actually, they're not supposed right. to. They, they can complain time. about yeah. their vegetables, <laughs> right? It's something that they can rely on. And I think as a family that helps all of us thrive instead of just survive. Right. And, and instead of just like passing by one another and just kind of doing our own thing or just managing where, you know, there's, there's more intention to the way that we gather. I would agree. Um, one thing that I, I think it helps too, is that like, if you, if you know that there's something important that has a, a time and a place and you kind of, like you said, like, you know, it's going to happen. I think that that gives relief to the other times during your day or during your week that that isn't happening. So I know like with my work example, I know that um, 
if there's something that I want to work, I already know that there's time set aside for that. So I don't have to feel like I have to um, wear that on my shoulders or that I have to like claw for that. I just, I, I know that there's space for it. And then leading up to it and then afterwards, I, I'm more free to focus on other things, whatever they may be. Okay. The third thing we have is if you miss it, at least it's on the schedule and you can continue to get to it. And I'm not even... I mean, I see the point there, but now it's kind of dawning on me that when it's on the schedule, I feel more committed to it. It's much more likely to take place. Correct. Because I look at it and it's like, okay, from today, I know on the calendar tomorrow, I've got to work out at 730. And Mm -hmm. so because it's there, like, I'm, you know, I tell I'm loyal to a fault. Like, I'm like, I've made that commitment. Like, I'm going to do it so I can cross it off my list. And so um, it used to be that the calendar that I utilized was just like a calendar and it had a box and it was empty and it just had the date. And now my calendar is set up where it's got almost like an hour breakdown. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm able to kind of like more strategically place the things that are important in my life on there. Mm -hmm. And then I can see the patterns of great, I have this block of time empty. And so I'm going to devote that to like the kids and Mm. our next project with them or, you Mm. know, whatever it is. But when it's there and I see it, like I'm committed to it and it gets done when Mm. I just say, yeah, sometime tomorrow I'm going to work out like, you know, like you, maybe I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Like you kind of keep pushing it until you've pushed it completely off the calendar. Mm -hmm. And because it's never really been on the calendar. Yeah. Or like me, I can be the king of excuses sometimes. So it's like, uh, like, you know, dude, perfect. They have those stereotypes with Mr. Excuses. (laughs) And when you listen to it, they're really lame excuses, but they're also very common excuses that at least I've used to get out of you know doing something that I'm, I'm maybe not particularly in the mood for. But once you are committed to it, then you find the, you know, the energy and, and the attention that you can give to it. Um, but I, I don't want anyone to think that this is, this, this works perfectly either, because like we've, we've scheduled our Monday nights, but I think a strength of it is that we've set aside every Monday to do that. And most Mondays that happens, but realistically, there's some Mondays where it's nine o'clock and it's been a long day. And one of us is already passed out <laughs> by that time. <laughs> And at least we're like, well, okay, like there, it doesn't have to happen today. We would like it to, but at least it's on the schedule for next week. So we can, I mean, we can always move it to the next day or whenever it's convenient, but at least you know that it's something that's consistent enough that if you miss it here and there, it's it's not going to kill you. But what it does do is it, it tells each other that it's a priority. Yeah. And then even sometimes it will fall I mean, through the cracks. And then you could think I'm totally sure. drained today, but it's Monday night, so I'm going to, yeah. There's six more days this week, so maybe let's push it. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Yeah. Okay, so um, we've kind of described our approach to this and some of the things even within the past year that we've tried that have really worked for us. And we know that that's uh, not going to be identical for everyone else. Everyone else has their own values and priorities and um, ways that they're going to make space for it. Um, So I just wanted to give you a picture of maybe some things that can start your own conversation. But um, as you do that, we do have a few recommendations of things that might help you along that path. So the first recommendation is... Or you could call it a tip. Tips are, you know, recommendation seems very like... Recommendations. Yeah. Evaluating you as your boss, but a tip. <laughs> a tip that might work for you. Here's a tip. Here's a, uh, a, a quick tip. A tidbit. A nugget, if you will. Um, we we first, um, you know, it, it really helped us to sit down. And we actually did this on our own. And we'll do this somewhat regularly, too. Just kind of sit down on our own and figure out what is important to us. What do I want to make time for that I'm not currently 
And there were a number of things when I did this that's kind of rose to the surface. One was like spending more quality time with you. Um, Another was just my own uh, health. Like I always imagine that I can work out and exercise consistently and and eat right. And I have that that new year's goal every year. <laughs> and I'm just like everyone else. Like it, it has its peaks and its valleys throughout the course of a year. But I realized that was, um, you know, something that was important that I, I hadn't really made time for. And so just kind of um, looking through some of the things that mattered that weren't getting their due attention, uh, I think is the first step. And then starting to look at where are the opportunities, maybe that something that is, is more important can fit in. Um, so that by the time I get to the end of the month or the end of the year, I can look back and say, okay, I, I made time for this. And here's the, the progress or the accomplishment or the, um, you know, just the, the connections that I was able to make that if I wasn't as intentional with it, I might not have been able to do. All right. The second tip, uh, let's just jump right into that, is that you have to stay on top of what you have to do so you can make room for what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so my role in this family, I think I wear many hats, but I'm kind of like the, the manager, the momager, right? Like, I think that's what the Kardashians call their mom is the momager, right? Like, <laughs> I think you're, you're, the, you're the, the family facilitator. Like you... Secretary, you, you, yes. You make family happen. So in order to do that, right, I have to kind of keep a schedule of like what needs to happen um, around the house for our family to like survive and thrive and function. Like laundry has to be done or people aren't getting dressed. Food has to be made or people aren't going to eat. Like whatever the case is. So those are the things that I to kind of take a look at. And I do those. I do that like over the weekend mm-hmm. for the week to come. So those are some of the things we won't really call those values, but those are, those are the commitment, like some of the things you just have to do. The things that them. I have to do. Mm-hmm. But in, in addition to that, it's, you know, what the kids have at school. So anything from hot lunch to library books being due to um, sports and events and all of those things that they participate in, like those are all going on the calendar. Mm -hmm. So when we look at all of those things, we know where they are and when they're going to happen. It kind of helps keep us moving in the right direction, streamlined, and everybody knows where everybody is and where they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so those aren't things that, I mean, that's something that everybody does. But if we maybe don't keep those things like organized and prioritized, Mm -hmm. we don't know where we are from one day to the next. Then it can be very, it can be overwhelming. And you're just playing catch up then. Right. You're being more reactive. And now this is a way for you to be, feel like you're more proactive, like everything's managed. Correct. So then we can focus on some of the bigger things. But in order for Monday nights to happen, right, I don't want to be doing laundry from seven to 10 o'clock on Monday nights. So, right, like the value is that I want to spend more time with you and we've committed to a certain time on Monday night. Mm-hmm. So let me make sure that I'm orienting my day and my schedule to make room for that. And mm-hmm. so it's being smarter with some of those trivial things and smarter with my work schedule and my work calendar and what I have to accomplish in order to fit that in. Mm-hmm. And so if those things aren't streamlined, we can't do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways we use scheduling as a tool is, I mean, we have shared Google calendars mm-hmm. where we share like work things and commitments and where we need to be so that no one schedules something when someone else has it. And mm-hmm. we try and work around those. Um, but we have a good old fashioned paper calendar that hangs in the, the kitchen. The physical calendar. It's yeah. on a cork board. It's up there. And what's great is anybody at any time in our family can like take a look and see like what we have. And it's teaching our kids to kind of look at the value of like scheduling 
and prioritizing and knowing like what comes next. It shows mm-hmm. them like what they can look forward to because it's already on there. Or if they or ask what so they many be, questions. Yes. You know, just, why don't you go look at the calendar? Yeah. Um, you know, we're leaving on a family road trip in a few days. Yeah. And so we've got kids over there counting the days of how many days until we leave and how many days are we gone. And, you know, that teaches them something that you're teaching them how to schedule something, mm-hmm. um, how to use it, how to use a calendar as a tool. And that's not something that everybody learns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important too. And then, you know, and I think that, that that's a perk too, because we just to distinguish from the electronic calendar, like that's easy. You know, I could take out my phone and plug in an event, but that to me feels like an extra step. Um, and even though, you know, we can share a calendar and both like contribute to that, it, I almost feel like there's so much that we want to like take that calendar plus, you know, the, the kids practice calendar and, and, and make it something physical and, I think that there's, I don't always say this with things, but I think when it comes to like calendars and scheduling, there's a perk to having it in a tangible form versus an electronic form. Yeah. Well, at, le- the- at least for us, I mean, and maybe it, it may, may, everyone may not feel that way, but that's one thing that's definitely worked for us. But one thing we use it for too, is at the end of the year. So our calendar goes, um, July to June. So it's always like the kids school school year. year. Um, But what we love about it is we take it down at the end of the year. And now I can go back and flip back to every family fun Friday last year. And Mm -hmm. the kids look at that too. Like we can go back and look at all of the milestones and things that we've put on there, the things that we've scheduled and made time for. And it's a good way to kind of reassess each year. Like, gosh, are we doing the things that we said we wanted to do? Mm -hmm. Are we making time for them? And it's, you know, a beautiful way to, or maybe, maybe not beautiful, um, but it's a good way to then know where you're headed next Mm -hmm. year to year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, One thing that I, I think I, I briefly mentioned, but I didn't want to gloss over was, um, you know, when I talked about like sitting down and figuring out like, what are the values that I want to man- make sure that at some point, I think it's good to do that independently, but at some point it requires a conversation as well, because you might find that your spouse has written down some of the same things. And that opens up an opportunity to figure out where um, that space needs to be created. And, and you might find that your spouse is maybe considering some different things that you wouldn't have thought of for yourself or for them. Um, and so it, but it does require a conversation because when you are married and when, especially when you have children, like that does require teamwork. Um, and so it's not, there's nothing selfish that can take place in that. Um, because if you're thinking about here's all of my values and how I'm going to spend my time, I think that puts an onus on the other person to you know, carry whatever balance remains. And um, you, I don't think it's fair to just make that assumption, but you have to work together to figure out how you are going to facilitate that. Well, and I think, and to your point, I agree with your point, but you said like, you can't be selfish and, you know, want to do all of these things and your partner be selfish. Like you can be selfish, but you have to communicate and agree that like, yes, I am going to do this at this time be like with a, your support, a, approved, approved selfishness, selfishness because <laughs> right. you should be able to have time to yourself mm-hmm. to develop yourself, to grow as should I. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully you're in the type of relationship where when you communicate that need to your partner, you say, okay, like that's gonna, in order for you to do this, I'm going to have to like take a step back mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to allow you to do that. And so as long as there's like that commit commitment of, I will allow you to do this and I will support you as long as, you know, mm-hmm. there's a trade-off. Yeah. There. So you, you can be selfish, but agreed upon. Totally agreed. Totally agreed upon. 
All right. So our last tip is to um, think in years and not in days. And uh, what we mean by this is that like, it's, it's certainly good to think in days, um, but there's a, a broader scope to our lives and not every day can have everything in it. So uh, we want to kind of like what Rosanna was saying, like be able to have a little bit of a broader uh, perspective and broader context for how we're building values into what we're doing. Yeah, and I think the kids see that too, is like with those family fun Fridays, like we don't get those from um, September through May. Mm-hmm. We don't get those because mm-hmm. we have we to still work do on Fridays. Fun things from time to time. Right, but, but it's, it's, it's we, we're committed to it over the summer. It's something that they can look forward to. And I know you hate the phrase of seasons, but you know, mm-hmm. within each season, there, there are ways to build in traditions and values and consistency. Um, without, you know, having each of those look exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's important. And I think it also has to do with like long-term goals, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's independent goals that we both have, goals we have as a couple or as a family, you know, whether it's um, saving towards something as a family, like, you know, Mm -hmm. even things like that where, you know, we're looking at dollars spent daily and and how we can, you know, reallocate that to something bigger later on. So Mm -hmm. you can use the days. Mm -hmm. To put towards a bigger goal, but you know, you have to have not just a tunnel vision for your life as mm-hmm. a family. Yeah. Um, so one of the things Rosanna and I are curious about are what are the things that you schedule? Um, what are the values that you're working towards and how do you facilitate that in a way that works? Um, we'd love for you to reach out and to respond. Uh, you can view this podcast on YouTube. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please click that subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating on wherever you listen to podcasts. Please visit our website at therelentlesspursuitpodcast.com. There you you can uh, contact us directly or leave a comment uh, where we have our show notes for today's show. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, don't just schedule the things, schedule the things that matter. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.